It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, a new week. And unfortunately, it's not a victory Monday. The Washington football team loses to the Seattle Seahawks 20 to 15. But there were some good signs. There were some good signs indeed for the most part. And we will go over it all with you. Good to have you with us right here as Christmas week hits us smack dab. And away we go. Right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast, we are brought to you by our good friends at Pepsi. That's right. You know the deal. Pepsi is made for football watching. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But hey, instead of entering the NFL, They've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season different. Of course, Pepsi here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. I was at FedEx Field on Sunday watching the WFT and the Seattle Seahawks knocking back plenty of cans of Diet Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, so the Washington football team loses 20-15 to to the Seattle Seahawks, who clinch a playoff berth. Lots of bad, lots of good, and it looks like they are getting help from around the NFC East. Philadelphia lost to Arizona. The New York Giants losing to the Cleveland Browns. So that is all good news. The Dallas Cowboys, without Ezekiel Elliott, beat the San Francisco 49ers in Dallas. So we will have coverage for you of exactly what that all means as the Washington football team stays at home this week and meets up with Ron Rivera's former team, the Carolina Panthers, next Sunday at 1 o'clock. All right, so let's get to it right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Um, the first half was was not a disaster, but it wasn't good. The Washington football team was down 13-3 at halftime, and the defense gave up plenty of rushing yardage in the first half, but ultimately were able to, to force field goals. Uh, instead of yielding touchdowns. Two Jason Myers field goals, 43-40. There was a disputed touchdown. It was originally called a touchdown uh, to number 18, uh, Freddie, um, uh, Freddie Swain, and he clearly had one foot out of bounds, so it was the right call to reverse it. There was a DK Metcalf, great catch, one-handed, outstretched, but he was out of bounds too. 
So Seattle had the lead 13-3 at the half, and you think, okay, you know what? Washington gets a field goal late from Dustin Hopkins from 40, uh, 48 yards out. And they at least get some points before the half, right? Decent drive by Dwayne Haskins. He's got the one turnover at that point. And you say, well, you know what? As as bad as things potentially were, and they kind of were on offense, they weren't horrendous defensively, but they weren't good. They weren't good. They gave up a 10-yard touchdown pass to Jacob Hollister. Uh, they had a defensive pass interference penalty which cost them and hurt them in that particular spot. They had a couple of offside penalties. You know, to be down 13-3 to Seattle at the half was not the worst thing in the world. Again, it wasn't good. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. So that's where we'll kind of take this. I don't want to spend a ton of time on the first half because I don't want the recap to go as long because I want to hear from Ron Rivera uh, before we exit stage left uh, here on this um, Monday edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Basically, from my perspective, in the first half, you know, Dwayne started off very conservatively, get the ball out, um, just get it out of his hands. He did not want to take sacks, which I, I don't blame him. Sacks are drive killers. I've argued long, long, long ago for, for pedestrian offenses, which make no mistake about it. Washington has been a pedestrian offense, you know, for much of the last 25 years. There's been years where they've been good, 2012, 2015, at times, at other times, you know, at times in other cases, but they have been largely a pedestrian offense. And when you get sacked, that is a drive killer. Because if you get sacked and it's more than just a one-yard loss or a a, a no loss in terms of yardage, and it's 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 worse yards, really anything more than six or seven is is just disastrous sacks of again more than say let's call it seven plus yards for a pedestrian offense is a killer it's a drive killer it's the same as a turnover in my eyes it's just it 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 sucks now the only reason why it's not the same as a turnover it's a turnover yes because you kill a, a drive or you kill a possession, but with a turnover, depending on where you turn the ball over, it could be down the field on an interception. It could be short at the line of scrimmage. It could be a fumble. I mean, obviously there are different types of turnovers, right? So when we say it's the same as a turnover, it's not exactly the same as a turnover, but you get the point. It kills drives. So Dwayne wanted to get rid of the football very quickly early on, and I don't blame him, especially coming against Jamal Adams and the Seahawks. Jamal Adams came in with eight and a half sacks. Uh, The Seahawks aren't the same defense that they've always been, obviously. We talked about that all last week. But they had Jamal Adams, and they were getting Carlos Dunlap back, uh, and he had missed the previous game, and he was iffy 
for Sunday, but he was ultimately cleared. Uh, they were getting another defensive linebacker, Demontre Moore, um, from a drug suspension or from a PED suspension. So Dwayne is like, hey, you know what? I can't take it. This is part of what hurt me the last time out is that I took bad sacks and bad penalties, uh, not bad penalties, uh, bad decisions to not get rid of the football and to hold on and to try and make plays. So he gets rid of the football real quickly, his first three completions, right? His first three passes are three completions, and guess what? Negative two yards, no gain, no gain. So that's not working, obviously, right? Just because you get rid of the football doesn't, and just because you pass it, Danny Ruye and Grant Paulson, who I love, but just because you get rid of the football and just because you pass it does not mean you pass it well and effectively, right? Just because you pass it. So Washington then had to kind of adjust and they had to start going more intermediate and and Dwayne Haskins did that, I think, on the third drive. Incomplete wild uh, from the four-yard line to Terry McLaurin, way out of bounds. Um, just because you, again, go deeper down the field does not mean you're going to be successful. But I understand why you have to do that, and that would play a factor late in the game or later in the game, as Ron, we'll hear from Ron Rivera, right? So... Dwayne gets off to this weird start where he's completing passes, but completing them for no yards. Then he takes a sack by Jamal Adams on a scramble uh, to the left. Then his worst mistake of the first half comes where he throws an interception off of a roll to the right. He has McKissick underneath on a shallow drag, uh, and McKissick's wide open. The video showed this, right? And he throws kind of off, crosses body from his right. It goes off of Isaiah Wright's hands in a contested window. It was a little bit high. It was a little bit outstretched. Goes off of Isaiah Wright's hands right at around the five-yard line or so. And it pops up into the air. And Shaquille Griffin is there to pick it off at the Seattle three. So that's a bad mistake because he had just hit a 20-yard pass to Logan Thomas. It had a couple of passes on that drive to Logan Thomas, but a 20-yard pass, which I thought at the time was one of his best throws. He set his feet. He scanned from one to two in terms of his reads. His eyes were good. I thought he did a good job on that 20-yard pass. Even though it wasn't a 20-yard pass in the air, it was a good, smart pass. And Dwayne Haskins then ruins it by the next play. I think it was two plays later. Two plays later, he throws the interception inside the five-yard line of the Seattle Seahawks. So they don't get any points there. They do get the field goal at the end, and it's 13-3. Then Washington comes out in the second half, and normally they are a good second-half team, right? We've talked about this all uh, all year long, and as a matter of fact, against Seattle um, coming in, and I did some math here, in the first half, they've now been outscored 204 to 112. 204 to 112. And coming into today's second half, or Sunday second half, again, down 13-3, they had outscored teams 175 to 84. Now, you know if they were down 13-3 and the final score was 20 to 15, obviously they scored 12 points in the second half. So that means now 187 and they gave up 
um, seven points, so 91. So 187 to 91 is what they've outscored opponents uh, in the second half of games this year. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention one more game. 0 for 14 now without points on the first drive uh, as they are looking at getting shut out in that department if they don't score against Carolina and or Philadelphia. But Washington comes out in the third quarter where, again, they've been very strong. And right away on the first drive, they give up a 50-yard touchdown run to Carlos Hyde, who shouldn't be doing that to anybody, but he did it to Washington. Why? Montez Sweat was completely suckered up the middle of the defense, and Carlos Hyde just ran by him. I have no idea what Montez Sweat was doing, but he wasn't doing anything good, I can tell you that. I don't know how wrong it was, but it sure as hell looked wrong. And Carlos Hyde just ran past him, and I think it was Jeremy Reeves that slipped. It was the second time that a Washington defender had slipped on a big Seattle run. Earlier in the first half, Russell Wilson had a 38-yard run. Somebody slipped on that. I think that was Sean Dion Hamilton. Uh, Not 100% sure. This time it was Jeremy Reeves. And again, the Montez Sweat misplay. If you see the video of it, I put it up at SI.com. I put it up on my Twitter. My gosh, it is just absolutely a brutal overplay, a brutal soccer job for Montez Sweat, who would make up for it. Ultimately, Washington would settle down a little bit, right? But on the next drive, when you're down 20 to 3 and you haven't had a good first half of offense, you want that first drive of the third quarter to be real good, right? So they come out. And they run the ball four yards. Terry McLaurin then takes a false start. Yuck. Then uh, Dwayne Haskins is short and complete to Logan Thomas. Then on a third and six, hooks up with a uh, McLaurin on a 30-yard pass. Beautiful pass, right? Down to the Seattle 43. So you're starting to feel good, right? Third down conversion, 30, stretching the field a little bit. First down, first and 10 at the Seattle 43, maybe a chance to get back into it. Boom. Dwayne Haskins, and I saw this through my binoculars, even at the other end of the field, stared down the receiver so hard. And he said he was expecting the corner to trail with McClure. It just didn't work. He just stared him down, locked his eyes in, and... Uh, Reed, the defensive back, picked him off, and that was that. So at that point, I'm on full, like, where is Steven Montez? Where is Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke? Now, interesting note, Ron Rivera, and you'll hear this, uh, mentioned after the game that it would have been Montez that was the backup quarterback as opposed to Heineke, even though, even though Heineke is the one that had the NFL experience and experience in the system, which was weird. Strange. I wasn't expecting that, especially being that they signed Heineke to the 53-man roster and they just elevated Montez, but whatever. So anyway, we move along and you're on backup quarterback alert at this point. But Seattle goes three and out on a punt. Washington then goes three and out. Seattle once again goes not three and out, but they get them off the field, does the Washington defense as they're starting to settle in, and they force a punt. The problem is is the punt goes all the way down to the um, eight-yard line, and Jimmy Moreland has a holding penalty, which means half the distance, so the series starts at the four-yard line. 
So Washington is down 20 to three. Dwayne Haskins has dropped, uh, thrown two interceptions. I mean, he has some completions, but he has really no yards. I mean, he had like sub 100 at the uh, halftime break. Uh, just not good, right? And here we go. So I thought a key play in the sequence was a third and six from the Washington eight where Dwayne drops back. He's in the end zone, the front part of the end zone. He takes a little bit of a lick and still throws and still completes to Robert Foster for nine yards for the first down. It would have been a first down anyway, but they get the 15-yard penalty tacked on by Dunlop for roughing the passer. I thought it was a good call. I thought he definitely roughed him up, unnecessary roughness, uh, whatever you want to call it. They call it roughing the passer. And so they get the conversion on third and six and the 15 yards. So that's good. So now they're set up first and 10 at the Washington 32. Boom. Dwayne Haskins completes a pass for seven yards to Logan. Thomas that would happen all game long then the very next play he hits another pass to Logan Thomas for 17 so now you have first and 10 now you're in Seattle territory and Dwayne Haskins rushes on first and 10 for 12 yards first time that he would do this of several for 12 yards and another first down now they're at the Seattle 32 yard line Peyton Barber a minus one yard rush Dwayne Haskins incomplete on second down so now you're facing third and 11 and Haskins steps up confidently Hits Terry McLaurin, a little bit low on the pass for 17 yards over the middle of the field, down to the Seattle 16. Again, another key big third down conversion, this time third and 11, even more impressive than the third and six. Then he hits Logan Thomas for three yard pass it's the end of the third quarter at this point and they come back for the start of the fourth quarter driving the football it's their best drive all game long by far and Dwayne Haskins hits uh, JD McKissick on a little wheel route up the sideline for 12 yards down to the Seattle one then he goes incomplete short right tries to just throw it down on the ground good decision nothing there don't take a sack get rid of it get live another day that type of thing then on second down uh, another incomplete on a fade Reed breaks it up, the kid who had the interception. Uh, I didn't mind that. And then on third and one, the third big third down of that particular drive, Peyton Barber rushes in for a one-yard touchdown. What I liked about this was if you were watching the game closely, maybe they didn't show it on TV. I saw it live because it was right in front of me. Peyton Barber came out and he lined up to the left side of Dwayne Haskins. Haskins pointed to him and, 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 shuffled him and made him move to the opposite side of Dwayne Haskins, meaning from left to right. Then Barber pre-snap after that, then shifts back to the left side. Now, I don't know if Dwayne was wrong. I don't know if Barber was wrong. I don't know if that was the design. I think the design was ultimately for Barber to shift, but to shift from the right side back to the left side, not from the left side and stay there so it looked like Dwayne corrected him which I took as a positive sign and a positive thing uh, meaning Dwayne's aware of where he's where Barber's supposed to be what the play is supposed to call for and boom Barber runs it in for a touchdown and all of a sudden Washington is back within 20 to 9 now they miss the extra point that's a big missed extra point second one of the year for Dustin Hopkins you know he's been better of late but he had his struggles the first half of the year uh, Again, second missed extra point, and it would have a uh, an effect on this football game. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a timeout because we've gone way long here. We'll come back, wrap up the 
wrap-up of the game and then hear from Ron Rivera before we exit stage left right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it now. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-in-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring launching exclusively on January the 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, guys, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people and with 1010 it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January the 18th, and you can preview it now exclusively at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Let's finish up the game recap. We left you with a 20-9 score after Dustin Hopkins misses the extra point. So Seattle comes out, and Washington gets a big interception after they start to move the football, and they convert it on a third and seven to DK Metcalf, one of the rare good plays out of the Seattle passing game. So you think, oh, they're in trouble a little bit. They're going to the touchdown Seattle's going to come right back but instead Russell Wilson tries to go to the right flat to Chris Carson to Ron Payne intercepts it off the Montez sweat swat up in the air once again engulfed it Deron Payne with the interception and we have seen that storyline play out here several times right over the last couple of weeks think about that Montez sweat had the bat up in Dallas for the pick six of his own Then in Pittsburgh, to cap off that win, he batted a ball up in the air and John Bostick intercepted it to seal that game. And then in this particular game, he keeps the Washington hopes alive by batting this one up in the air and having Deron Payne intercept it. So Washington takes over at their own 36-yard line after the turnover, and Dwayne Haskins comes out and he hits Terry McLaurin for a 13-yard pass play on second and 10. So now they are at the Washington 49-yard line, a five-yard run to J.D. McKissick, an incomplete on second down, so third and five. And once again, Dwayne Haskins steps up, confidently fires a seed to Cam Sims for 10 yards on third and five. Third down conversions were good from Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football offense uh, today. Then J.D. McKissick with a six-yard run. Then it was Dwayne Haskins on second and four for a second time uh, in this sequence. 
rushing for a first down, this time seven yards on second and four. Good to see. It would happen another time soon after that. First and 10, Haskins with a short pass play for nine yards to Cam Sims. Again, he's rotating. He's distributing the football. Then on second and one from the Seattle 14, Morgan Moses gets hurt on this play. JD And that would come in huge. J.D. McKissick for two, so they get the first down. And then Dwayne Haskins would hit Sims once again for six yards down to the Seattle six-yard line left to right back and forth and then they go back to the right little play action JD McKissick wide open in the flat and they get the touchdown for six yards and now it's 20 to 15 plenty of time left still they go for the two-point conversion Peyton Barber eh, gets I mean I love running the ball but you know this one was uh, snapped up pretty quickly. So, you know, ultimately it turns out that's probably a bad uh, play call and a bad decision when you're moving the football through the air the way they are. All right, so Seattle comes back and again goes three and out. And Washington has the ball with five minutes and 34 seconds left, down 20 to five, uh, 15 and plenty of time, right? And you think, okay, this is good. So they come out with a five-yard run to McKissick. A nine-yard scramble by Dwayne Haskins on second and five for another first down. That's the third time that happened. McKissick then rushes for three yards, so they're running the ball well. Then Dwayne Haskins comes out, hits Logan Thomas uh, out, of the, out of the gun, no huddle, little tempo, five yards, and Washington is moving the football. Then he hits J.D. McKissick on a short two-yard play. Uh, Seattle challenged the ruling, uh, and the play was upheld. It looked short on television, but I, I didn't have a direct angle, so I'm just going to have to trust that they saw something that I didn't exactly see. But then right away, when you get that little bit of a gift, right, you get a first down, Dwayne Haskins makes a mistake, and he's sacked for an eight-yard loss by Robinson, and he actually fumbled, but Washington was able to recover so that was good, but that's a first sack on the final drive. And unfortunately, that's going to come back uh, to haunt them because right after that, Dwayne comes back and he hits on a second and 21 to Isaiah Wright for 10 yards and then on a uh, third and 11 to Terry McLaren for nine yards. Plus, they get an unnecessary roughness late hit call, which was ticky-tack on uh, K.J. Wright. So... Washington gets the ball all the way out to the Seattle 39. Now, remember, there's a little bit more than two minutes left to go, about 2.18 left to go. They're only down by five, but they do need the touchdown, again, because of the missed extra point, the missed two-point conversion, which they wouldn't have gone for the two-point conversion if Dustin Hopkins had hit the extra point, so they only would have been down by three. So just keep in mind they would have been down by three here with 2.18 left to go and at the Seattle 39-yard line. They wind it down to the two minute warning come out of the two minute break and Haskins completes to Steven Sims for 11 yards then he tries to dial one up to Logan Thomas comes up incomplete on first and 10 Seattle 23 I have no problem with that play call uh, that's what you need to do then though that's where the problems start now you have 115 left on the clock and Dwayne Haskins gets sacked. A seven-step drop. It looked like short, choppy steps. And Collier comes in off the 
right edge of the offense, the left edge of the Seattle defense, and blows up Dwayne Haskins, and you have a sack for minus five yards. Again, not killer, killer, but then they have to use a timeout to stop the clock, does Washington. Third and 15, Haskins is sacked a second time. This By this time, Morgan Moses is back in for these last couple of plays, and clearly he was injured. Now, Ron Rivera is asked about it after the game. He says, ah, you know, I had faith in him, uh, whatever, but the bottom line is, Uh, It did not look good, and that's where the pressure came from. So you have now back-to-back sacks, one for five yards and one for nine yards, and now you're in up the creek without a paddle. Fourth and 24, and there's a holding call. Dwayne's under pressure immediately, scrambles around, tries to do everything they can. It wouldn't have counted anyway. Hail Mary falls up short, and the game essentially is over at that point, 20 to 15. All right, I know we're running late, but this is, you know, this is an important game, and we need more time to go over everything and why things happen. And uh, I thought Dwayne ultimately had a fairly good second half, Uh, Certainly looked a lot more comfortable and more in rhythm. Ron Rivera uh, thought it was because he stretched things out a little bit. You'll hear that uh, coming up. They got into a rhythm. The defense stepped up outside of that first drive of the third quarter and gave them a chance. But the bottom line is, is Washington falls short. All right, let's take our final break. And then we'll come back and quickly hear from a little bit of Ron Rivera. And then we'll save more of it for this week as Ron Rivera, the head coach, responds to a 20 to 15 loss. Let's do that next. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell. Are we ready for some more football? Yeah. College football heading into the bowl season. Big matchups still ahead. The NFL regular season finishing up. The playoff picture becoming clearer for Washington and for the rest of the NFL. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. Bet Online AG. Sign up today for a free account at Bet online a.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus that's right we have nfl games of the week we have college football we have it all at betonline.ag don't sit out on the sidelines anymore get in on the action get yourself a christmas bonus don't forget to use that promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline your online Sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with a little bit from Ron Rivera. We're not going to be able to hear anything close to it all because I went so long breaking down the game, but let's hear a little bit from Ron and then we'll finish that up uh, on the next episode. Hey, Ron, uh, what would you make of Dwayne's performance today? Well, I, I think he started a little bit slow um, and was kind of feeling his way around things. And then as he kind of settled in a little bit later, you, you saw him get more effective and, you know, make some things happen. A question for you on, on the last drive. It looked like Morgan Moses gave up a couple of pressures there. Was there any uh, doubt about putting him back in the game when he came back from the injury? No. Hey, Coach, what was your biggest frustrations with this game overall? 
Big the, missed, the missed opportunities. Uh, when you go and look at it, and we'll see it on tape tomorrow, there were some missed chances. We had some plays that we could have made that uh, you know could have impacted the game, and unfortunately, we didn't make those plays. That missed extra point kind of proved costly there. It seemed like you guys were kind of playing catch up from that point on. Yeah. Uh, explain that kind of missed extra point and, and what that did. Well, it's exactly what it is, Scott. Um, you know, we, we started playing catch up. You know, we, 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 we tried to get it back. Uh, unfortunately, we, we weren't successful with it. And so then it put us in position instead of needing a field goal to tie, we had to kick, we had, we had to go for it and uh, try and score the touchdown to win. So it, it, was, it was frustrating, you know, at, at that point for us as a, as a team. Hey, Ron, Dwayne was more effective as the game went on. What changed for him or what were you guys able to uh, help him out with as the game progressed? Well, I think the biggest thing was he settled in. Um, I thought Scotty got into a good rhythm a couple of times. You know, we had moved the ball in the first quarter. I mean, the first half, excuse me. And um, unfortunately, we turned it over. And, you know, you, you get across the 50, you, you got to put points on the board to give yourself a chance to win football games. Ron, did you guys make adjustments defensively in the second half? It did seem, again, this was a better second half. I don't know. Well, I, I like to believe that, uh, you know, our guys uh, stepped up, played much better in the second half because of some of the things that uh, we were doing defensively. Hey, Ron, with Dwayne, what specifically do you feel like he did do better in the second half? Well, the second half, I thought he distributed the ball a little bit better. Uh, one thing you saw was he did wait a little bit longer to give those routes to develop a little bit more downfield. Early on in the first half, he was, he was getting the ball a little bit quick underneath instead of allowing the routes down the field to, to, to develop a little bit better. Once he started doing that, he started finding those guys that were a little bit deeper in the, in the second level. Ron, what'd you make of your linebacking core that obviously had to rely on some guys that hadn't played a ton of snaps this year so today? I thought they, as the game went on, they get more and more comfortable. Uh, again, as you said, these, a lot of these guys were, were guys that hadn't gotten a lot of, a lot of snaps. You know, Cleek got a chance to play. Uh, Jared Norris was out there playing. Uh, Dion got an opportunity to, to, to play a little bit more as well. And uh, Thomas Davis was out there a little bit longer. Um, and so these guys, you know, got, got extended playing time. I think the more com the more the snaps they took, the more comfortable they got. Yeah, you talk about having that type of mentality throughout the week. What do you tell your, your, your kids now going into this week after that long winning streak and now a loss to try to bounce back? Well, the biggest thing is this next game is the most important game we'll play this year. Uh, that, that, and that's the truth. And then next week, that, that, uh, the week after that, that game will be the most important. So I told the guys we got to focus in on the next coming opponent, get ourselves ready to play football and get after them. Uh, what did you make of the performance of Philly Hudson? He had one defensive play coming into this game, but he had the team lead in tackle. So did Cam Crow. So what did you think of their performance today? Um, I thought they were good. I, I do. I mean, these are young guys that are dynamic players that, 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 that do fly around, that do understand the game. And, you know, when guys get opportunities, uh, you know, they shine. And that's what, that's what we got from Kalik. I, I thought he did a nice job. He's um, again. He's he's a, he's an athletic young football player that's uh, still got a lot to learn, but uh, got an opportunity and took advantage of it. Is the margin on this roster still so thin that you you know you can't get by a couple mistakes that maybe another year or two from now you would be able to? Well, I don't know because uh, you know we 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 spotted teams leads in the first half and we've been able to come back and win games. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I don't know if that's fair or not take advantage of opportunities. We make things happen. We had some opportunities to win and uh, we didn't. And, and that's the disappointing part. Hey, Ron, I know you don't take moral victories often in the NFL, but, you know, to show that the past five weeks, you guys have really seriously been in every game and had a chance to win it all the way up until the end, even this week. Um, what do you think that says about this team going forward the next two weeks and towards the playoffs? Well, I think, you know, we have a, we have a chance. We, we have a legitimate opportunity to, to, to win the football games. 
um, to, to, to get ourselves in position and, and we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, you know, a lot can happen from uh, between now and, uh, and, and, uh, and two, two Sundays from now. So we'll see what happens uh, one at a time. Like I said, uh, the most important thing that we have coming up when we, uh, we, play, uh, we play Carolina and we have to focus in on those guys uh, and, and told the guys, hey, get past what, what just happened. There ain't nothing we can do about it. So we might as well start getting ready for our next opponent. Um, what did you think of uh, Dwayne's using his legs a little bit more in the second half? Oh, that was good. Um, it it, it kind of created some opportunities. It, 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 I think it, it, it brought those linebackers that underneath coverage up a little bit tighter because he started to run a little bit and it opened up some of that secondary, uh, second level uh, passing. So, you know, there, there's a, there's a, there's a plus to being able to move um, and, and, and be active as a quarterback. It's unfortunate, you know, that, that, that opening drive of the, of the, of the first half, we gave up a, a touchdown, you know, you, you'd love to see those guys bow their neck and, 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 and force a field goal. Instead, we gave up that long run that, uh, you know, was really probably one of the things that, you know, kind of came back and haunted us, obviously. Hey, Ron, kind of piggybacking off of Alex's question, um, at this point in the season, it's nice that the guys came back and that it was a game, you know, up until the, the final minute. Um, but is it, you know, frustrating that, again, with a few games to play, that this is a situation that the team didn't get it done and execute? Not necessarily. We got two games left still, and we're right in the middle of everything. Would we have wanted to win this one? Absolutely. But we got two more games, and we'll take them one at a time, and we'll see what happens. You had uh, three quarterbacks active today. What went into that decision? Well, big part was if something were to happen, we'd have Montez go out and play, and uh, Steven Montez. And if it was too big for Steven, then uh, uh, we would go with Taylor Heineke if something had happened to, to Dwayne early in the game. You know, Steven has not taken any any live snaps because we didn't have any preseason games. And but he's good in practice. We just didn't know what to expect. So that was the idea behind that. Just in case it was too big for him. Uh, we had a veteran guy that could have uh, and Taylor Heineke that could have come out and, uh, and, and, and settle things down for us if we had to do that. All right, and that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, a 20 to 15 loss for the Washington football team. But the New York Giants lose. The Philadelphia Eagles lose. The Dallas Cowboys win. Here's the deal. Unofficially, as of late Sunday night, if the Washington football team, this is, I figured this out, uh, and other people have, conf- have, have agreed with it, uh, but it is not official from the NFL. So I just want to clear this is my scenarios based on records and tiebreakers. If the Washington football team beats the Carolina Panthers this Sunday, And if the New York Giants lose to the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore at the same time, one o'clock Eastern time this Sunday, regardless of what Philadelphia does, regardless of what Dallas does, the Washington football team will win the NFC East in week 16. So again, uh, this is unofficial, but I believe it is absolutely correct. A Washington football win combined with a New York Giant loss in Baltimore and the division title is the Washington football teams, and that means a home playoff game, perhaps, against the Seahawks. All right, very long show. I apologize. Bear with me. It's, I hope, worth your time. A lot of information with a lot of analysis, a lot of good stuff to talk about, some bad stuff to talk about. Uh, We do it the best way we can, okay? Uh, So I appreciate you guys being with us. Thanks to Pepsi. Thanks to 1010 and BlueNile.com. And as well, thanks to BetOnline.ag for sponsoring all of today's program. Back with you for another episode shortly. 
and Merry Christmas. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.